My name is Ben Lafort, and I am the host of the Making of a Millionaire podcast, where each episode we are going to be discussing a new personal finance concept, and I'm going to discuss how that concept can help improve your life. So if you're ready to get going, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Making of a Millionaire podcast. My name is Ben Lafort. I'm the editor of Making of a Millionaire and your host of this podcast. Today, I want to talk to you guys about the greatest asset you will ever have. When I, when I, so let's start with this. If I tell you to think about what's the best investment uh, you can make to build your wealth, close your eyes, think about the best investment to grow your wealth. What are you thinking of? A lot of people might be thinking of the stock market. Uh, other people might be thinking of real estate or starting a business. Uh, other people, not named me, might be thinking uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. None of that is even remotely close. The greatest asset you will ever have to help you build your wealth is yourself. You, yes, you are the greatest investment you will ever have. So in today's episode, I want to discuss why your human capital, aka your ability to earn income, is by far the greatest asset in your financial tool belt. And let's talk about too how you can unleash it to start building wealth. So the bottom line is everything starts with income. If you are not convinced that your your human capital, so we're gonna use that word a lot. It's an economics nerdy term. Human capital just means your ability to earn income. Could be through a job, could be through a side hustle, could be through a business, could be through anything doing, using your talents and your skills to make money. So your human capital is the greatest assets. If you don't agree with that, consider this statement, which is irrefutable. You cannot argue with what I'm about to say. Your ability to invest in stocks and bonds and real estate and Bitcoin or any of these other things, any investment, any investment in financial assets is only made possible by your ability to earn an income. So unless you are inheriting money or you've won the lottery, to actually get your money into the stock market or to buy real estate, you actually need to go out and earn some income. Uh, so it's irrefutable. All these other investments are only possible through your ability to earn an income. And in addition to those investments, your income also pays for all the stuff you like to enjoy, like your house and food and your car, all of these things. So there's actually also a nerdy economic financial way to prove to you that your human capital is worth more than any other investment that you have in, in dollars and cents, right? So in finance, there is a term called present value, which simply tells us how much a lump sum uh, or series of cash flow received in the future is worth today. So a lot of times people will want to say, you know, if you have a pension, right, what's the present value of my pension? So I'm getting all of these uh, future cash flows, all these monthly payments from this pension uh, in the future. What is that worth today? Uh, so your present value of your human capital is simply how much money I would need to give you today to never work another day in your life, but still have you just as well off financially as if you did continue working till retirement. So say you were going to work another 40 years. Um, what would be, if I was going to write you a check to stop working, what dollar amount would I need to put on that check today to give you to retire today, but 
have you just as well off financially uh, as if you continued working. So the younger you are, think about this, the younger you are, the larger the present value of your human capitalists, the larger the, the dollar amount of your future earnings is worth because you have more future paychecks to collect than someone who's nearing retirement, right? So if you're under 30, if you're in your 20s, there's a high probability the present value of your human capital, if you put a dollar amount on, on your ability to earn income in the future, it's worth millions, millions of dollars. Compare that to someone who's in their late 60s, even if they make hundreds of thousands of dollars per year, if you're 69, 68, 72, and you make 500 grand a year, the present value of your human capital as, as someone in their 70s making half a million is less than someone who's 25 who makes $50,000 per year. So in a way, the 25-year-old making one-tenth the amount of income is richer than that 72-year-old in some ways in the fact that you have so many more paychecks in front of you. And really now what it comes down to is how you use it. So here's the best analogy to think about your human capital is that you are sitting on a gold mine. A gold mine is the best analogy I've ever heard. I can't say that I came up with it, but I can't remember who, who I initially heard this from, but it is the best analogy for your human capital. So you are, you're sitting on a, a huge amount of wealth, right? Your future paychecks. But here's the problem. The only problem is that like with a gold mine, you can't just go in and take all the gold out at once. You actually have to go in and mine the gold, do the work, and you get the gold out little chunks at a time, little bit by bit, you get a little bit more gold and then you can go sell it. So for most of us, we only get a small piece of our quote unquote gold every two weeks on our payday. So we go in, we go to work, uh, we're mining for that gold, and then every two weeks we get a little piece of that gold in, in the form of our paycheck. Uh, so then as you age, right, as you get older, the gold in that mine slowly begins to deplete because, right, if a gold is a, is a finite resource, a natural resource, one gold mine only has a, a fixed amount of gold. And as you go through the years, you're, you're starting to dwindle down the gold supply until one day the gold will run out. And in the case of your human capital, you retire and you have no more paychecks left to collect. So that's why the general idea of financial planning is to use some of your human capital today to buy financial capital like stocks and bonds and real estate so that one day you can replace your human capital. When your gold mine runs out, you'll have these financial assets to fall back on to cover your living expenses. That's the general principle of, of financial planning. So expanding your gold mine is the goal, right? So. Um, just because you're 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 only making a certain amount today, right? That might limit what you believe your your gold mine, your human capital is worth. But you also have to consider the fact that you can invest in your gold mine and maybe expand it, discover more gold. So investing in my human capital um, and going to graduate school—that's how I had the greatest investment in my human capital. That was the best decision I ever made even though it cost me a lot of money. So in the field of economics, where I work, my day job is in economic policy. The pay difference between an undergraduate and a graduate degree in economics is huge. Um, put it this way, I make more than 150% more today from my day job than I did before graduate school. So to put it as bluntly as possible, 
when it comes to your human capital, certification matters. Certification, what do I mean by that? I just mean a signal to employers that you have marketable skills. So to this day, I continue to invest in my human capital. And in fact, as I'm speaking to you right now, as I'm recording this, I'm currently enrolled in an online program at the London School of Economics. Uh, so this is a, a kind of a self-paced online uh, program that I'm doing alongside work and alongside my Making a Millionaire uh, side business and I'm learning to become a father. I'm very busy right now, but I'm, I, I, I know that continual investment of my human capital pays huge dividends. So, you know, if you're not in the economics world, the London School of Economics is like top three school in the planet in terms of um, branding, right? If you're at the London School of Economics, it's up there with Harvard uh, if you're in the economics field like I am. So the opportunity to do this is huge for me. So that's an example of certification. If I have that the London School of Economics on my resume now, if I go to you know other employers, if I ever left my job or I got fired, I could uh, put in a resume that had London School of Economics on it. And that I can guarantee you is going to get the attention of whoever's looking at my resume. And that's what I mean by certification is as I'm signaling to a future employer or my current employer that, hey, I, I got certified by the London School of Economics. That signals to them this person is probably worth our attention. But OK, so certification, investing in your human capital. Again, you don't have to go to a four year university. There can be any ways to, to doing this right. Um, you go to trade school, uh, you go get a diploma certificate, you go to technical training and, and other kind of programs. Those those things also signal, those are, those are certifications. Um, and also Google, Google now is, is offering a certification directly from Google um, for 50 bucks a month that can land you a job that makes 55 grand a year or more. And Google has come out and said, and Apple, I believe, is looking at similar certification that says, if you do our certification program, we'll treat you equally in terms of consideration as if you went to a four-year college or university. That's incredible. So as the world of online learning evolves, there's going to be a lot more opportunity to make affordable and profitable investments in your human capital. You don't need to just jump on any opportunity. So I am a believer in the four-year um program of university and institutions like that, but not at any price. If you have to take on massive student loans, it may not be worth it. And not for everyone. Depending on your field, it may not make sense to economically to, to go to do a four year uh, undergrad or go to grad school like I did. Like I just said, if you're in like IT and Google is going to offer you a certification that's equal to a four year degree for 50 bucks a month, I can't even stress to you how, what a game changer that is. That's that's insane value. So, you know, as this stuff evolves, you're going to be able to invest in your human capital, I believe, um, at much cheaper and much more uh, affordable rates than, than we've seen in the past. Now, one word of caution about investing in your human capital. Don't simply go chase the highest possible paycheck. So the biggest mistake a lot of people make in their career is just taking the job that they may not like, they don't like it, but it paid the most money or it was the easiest for them to get. And they get there and they get kind of stuck. So the important thing, you know, to remember about your human capital is it's less important about the size of your paycheck today, you know, 
put it this way. Okay. The number of paychecks you've received in your life is more important than the size of your paycheck today. I want to repeat that because that's crucial. The number of paychecks you receive in your life. So working longer is more important than making more money today. So you'd be better off pursuing work that you enjoy, even if it pays a little bit less than, than uh, taking a job that pays more money today um, that you hate, but but pays more. So you take it, you hate it, and then you burn out. You're, you are way more likely to burn out and quit and stop getting paid, right? Receive fewer paychecks. And the other reason is, it's I think it's important to to take work that you enjoy, is that if you're doing work that you like, the odds are you're going to be better at your job. You're going to be more motivated. You're going to be more into it. You're going to be more invested in it. And that is going to make you more likely to perform better. And if you perform better, you're going to get more opportunities, including pay raises. Um, and you're going to find opportunities that you can't even really imagine today. Once you get into an organization and, and you're really given your all, eventually, if you're in the right organization, you're going to get the right opportunities. So as we kind of continue our discussion here on unleashing your human capital. It's important to think about unleashing it on work and on projects and on businesses uh, that you would be happy dedicating your professional life to. So keep that in mind. What would you really like to do? So we talked about certification as a huge piece to um, increasing your human capital. We talked about doing work that you like and, and working your way through an organization or starting your, um, your own business or something like that, doing something you like to make it more sustainable. But uh, here's the other big thing. So it's not only increasing you know, your day job, your human capital you get from your day job, a huge benefit um, that I have, have come across over the last, I'd say, four years is diversifying your human capital. So in addition to my day job in, in economic policy, I have a side business, Making a Millionaire. This podcast you're listening to right now is part of that side business. I've always had a side hustle for, for two reasons. One, it allows me to increase my income, right? So that's the idea of investing in your human capital. Making more money is increasing your human capital. I got more gold in my gold mine because I have a side hustle that makes money in addition to my day job. But number two, it diversifies my income. Uh, since my day job, it covers all my living expenses, right? So I can invest every penny from my side hustle into a portfolio of stocks and bonds and real estate. That helps build my financial wealth, which when my gold mine runs out one day, I will need. However, the real, true, powerful benefit of a side hustle and one that I don't think gets discussed enough is that it allows me to diversify my human capital. So much like an investment portfolio, your portfolio of human capital is made up of risky assets like stocks and safe assets like bonds. So think about it this way. If you're a tenured professor at a university, your human capital would look like a bond. It's safe. The amount of money that hits your bank account um, every two weeks is the same just much like a, a coupon payment from a bond. It's very predictable. Um, there's a small chance of, of getting fired, but there is a cap on your earnings potential. So if your income looks like a bond, it's predictable, it's reliable, it's safe, and it's capped. It's not going to grow exponentially, probably. If you own a business or you work a 100% commission sales job, my both of my parents were real estate agents, 
their income looked like a stock. Their human capital looked like uh, the stock market. There is no limit on the potential returns, but it could come crashing down to $0 one day. It's extremely volatile. Uh, so to diversify my human capital, I chose a side hustle that has the opposite characteristics of my day job. So like I mentioned, I'm a salaried employee. I have great benefits. I have high job security. I have a defined benefit pension plan. My job is a, a, a bond. My human capital for my day job looks like a bond. That is why I started a side business rather than picking up like a second job as a side hustle. Like I'm not driving for Uber. That's a second job. Uh, so uh, having a side business provides me the best of both worlds. I get the stability from my day job, right? Like the bonds provide stability in your portfolio. And I get the growth from my side business, like the stocks in your portfolio provide the growth, but they're very volatile. But having a mix of stocks and bonds smooths out the volatility and provides you that upward growth and trajectory. Same thing with your human capital. The mix of uh, bonds and stocks in your human capital uh, provides you stability because if you put it this way, if you're worried about volatility in your investment portfolio, consider having volatility in your paycheck. That is a new level of stress. But if you have the bonds in your human portfolio, human capital and the stocks together, there, there might be some volatility. But the if you have a day job that covers your living expenses, then you're not too worried about the volatility in your side business, right? It's not going to cost you your house if you already have a paycheck that will cover your living expenses. Okay, so let's close out this conversation with a reminder that eventually your human capital runs out. Remember the analogy of your human capital being a gold mine. Just as the gold mine eventually runs out of gold, you will eventually stop receiving paychecks. That's why it's critical that you make sure your cost of living remains below your take-home pay, what you clear after taxes every month. So final thing I'll leave you with, the three-step process, and this is personal finance basically summed up into uh, three steps uh, to ensure, th these three steps ensure that you can cover your living expenses even when your human capital runs out one day. Number one, keep your living expenses constant, right? So if you're happy living on your current cost of living today, keep that cost of living, even as your income increases. If you hold the, the line steady on what you spend, that's number one. That's kind of the first step. Number two is always looking. So once you've kind of said, I'm going to keep my expenses constant, number two is always look for new ways to increase your income. So we're talking about side hustles. We're talking about looking for new promotions at work. We're talking about going to get certification to get the job of your dreams. So as your income increases and your expenses remain the same, you're going to have a surplus of money every month. We call that savings. But what you do with those savings is crucial. Third, so the third step then, after you right, so after you paid off your debt and you have an emergency fund, we're going to assume you have all that stuff. The third step, what do we do with that surplus? Once we take care of that low-hanging fruit, we invest the difference between um, our take-home pay and our living expenses. We take that, that extra money, that difference, and we invest it in financial assets that will one day replace our human capital. 
specifically. We take that money, we invest it in stocks, we invest it in bonds, we invest it in real estate uh, or any other financial assets that can help us one day replace our human capital. So you rinse and repeat for a few decades, and one day uh, when you've decided you've had it with working uh, altogether, you'll be able to transition from living off your human capital to living off your financial capital. I hope you guys really enjoyed uh, this discussion today. One thing I'll ask you, join my weekly newsletter. Uh, put the, the link to the newsletter uh, below in the show notes of this podcast. Every week I go deep in detail on a different personal finance topic. So if you love the podcast, go join that newsletter. Um, link is below and I will talk to you guys again next week. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered financial or legal advice. Not all information will be accurate. Consult a financial professional before making any major financial decisions.